and some people do very much want to look unique on stage because you're in a lineup with a whole lot of people that look a whole lot alike in a lot of ways. And the best thing that you can do for those human judges looking at you is make yourself stand out in a positive way. So part of that is your stage presentation that you've done all the work for prior to the show. And part of that is the suit, the color, the cut, the design. Is bodybuilding about selfies, steroids, magazines, and muscles? How do I become a successful pro bodybuilder or fitness competitor? Where do I even start if I'm new? And the biggest question of all, what are the judges looking for anyway? Even today with the internet, many people first discover bodybuilding by word of mouth. A lack of regulation has caused a boom of unqualified coaches, scattered info, biased advice, dangerous protocols, and posing trends that are a hot mess. After 20 years in the business, I have seen it all. Week after week, I'm going to talk about taboo topics that get swept under the rug, provide you tips and strategies to gain a competitive edge and stand out on stage in any division or federation. I'm going to answer all the burning industry questions without the bias. I have competed across six federations, earned pro status in three, and judged in two. I've coached posing and choreography for men and women in all federations and divisions. I know just how much competing means to you. I'm your host, Michelle Welcome, and you are listening to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. Be sure to download your free guide, Five Things Every Bodybuilder and Fitness Competitor Needs to Know Before Your Next Show at eeinbb.com. That's www.eeinbb.com. Welcome back to the Everything Else in Bodybuilding podcast. My name is Michelle Welcome. I'm your host. And today we're going to be talking about whether or not you need to purchase a custom competition suit for your bodybuilding competition. And with me today, I have an exceptional guest. Her name is Maggie Cavini. She has been a, a bodybuilder, suit designer, I mean, everything in the industry. Actually, I think your first competition was 32 years ago. So she understands from a competitor standpoint what it takes to get up on stage. And she's also so sensational. She's an international sensation that her suits have graced the physiques of figure Olympia champion, Nicole Wilkins, uh, Sydney Gillen, Adele Garcia for fitness. I mean, her background is just so extensive and She's just a perfect guest to, to come on the show and enlighten people on whether or not they need a custom suit and the pros and the cons. And I knew that she would just deliver the goods and give an honest perspective for people. So Maggie, can you share a little bit more about your background, how you got into the competition suit design, and maybe just share a little, your most memorable moment as a designer? Okay, sure. No problem. Um, so having been a competitor for multiple years, um, at the time I was competing in fitness where we needed a fitness costume, a two-piece suit, a one-piece suit. And I did go to another designer and purchase all of those items. And I thought, you know, that's kind of a lot of money at once. I can sew, let me take a crack at at least the two-piece. And so I did, it wasn't amazing. It wasn't anything by today's standards, but it, I made it fit me. I put a little decoration on it. I placed, so it couldn't have been too bad. And then the following year I did another and the year after that I started making them for other people and word got around. And that's how you, you know, stop, quit, quit your job and start being a full-time self-employed suit designer. And at what point did you stop your job and become that suit designer? Um, 2007, I was working as a nanny 
actually 2006, I did both full-time for a year. And I said, you know what, this, this has to end. I'm not going to commute anymore for, you know, a dollar amount per hour. I'm going to stay home and work on suits and get more volume with that because I can have a better quality product if I do it that way. Who taught you how to sew? Um, I would say my mom. She was always making, you know, clothes for us as kids and other items. And, you know, you follow what your parents do. So um, I remember taking her scraps of fabric and making little doll pillows and doll clothes. Hideous, obviously, but I was interested. And, you know, I liked the feel of I'm making something. This is awesome. Um, And that's, you know, kind of a, a family trait, I think, for all of my sisters, brothers, too. You know, we all do something that is like producing an item. So you just basically decided that you didn't want to spend any money on other people's um, creations and that you could do it yourself. So it's like you just real, you just kind of like fell backwards into it and didn't, how do you, I mean, to go from sewing things and just for fun and then all of a sudden creating these elaborate custom designs with a oh man, and we're going to show some pictures of some of the suits. In fact, you can see behind Maggie, just the, the level of detail that goes into these suits. But I also wanted to know, like, do you have our most memorable, oh, how about this? How about like, you know how when people are going to um, preparing for a wedding and there's like the bridezilla, in fact, they made all those shows about the bridezilla moments, these crazy trained people. Can you share maybe what was your most memorable high maintenance client moment? (laughs) I do have one that comes to mind. I mean, a lot of (laughs) a lot of competitors are nervous coming into the show. Um, A lot of them are are spending a lot of time thinking about, you know, their macronutrients, their workouts all of the, they're micromanaging their days and they kind of want to lean into micromanaging their suit as well. Um, But I think only one time I've had someone actually draw out the design of the suit with actual crystal circles all over the picture. Um, I basically to myself said, and what do you need me for at this point? Because it's all out there, you know, there's no skill being done on my part. It's just basically... I'm putting stones exactly where you said to put them like color by number. Um, kind of, kind of high maintenance in that way. Um, How many for, stones the most did part, she draw? Because your um, suits go was, from like 400 to like four. Th- I mean, what's the most number of stones you've ever put on a suit? Uh, 5,500. 5,500 5, stones. That, like that doesn't 5, make much 000, room for anything. 5,500 stones. That's a lot of, that's and it's by hand. By hand, one at a time. Tweezer, toothpick, glue, repeat. So how is this person drawing? <laughs> she, how many did she draw? <laughs> um, she, well, she, you know, she drew like one side of the top and kind of etched into place all of the detail work and used colored pencils to show where the colors should go. All of that. Um, how was, that was the quality of, ago. How was the quality of the design? Was it anything? Um, <laughs> did you take notes from it, Mags? <laughs> I did not. I did not. I, I destroyed the paper afterwards and said, anytime anybody wants to do this again, I think I'm going to decline because, you know, that's not why you go to a custom suit designer. You, you know, you, you find someone who's repu- reputable, who has a great history of producing amazing work and you look at their work and you trust that they're going to do something really beautiful for you. And you did for me. I mean, the first Maggie has made all of my suits. I've actually never worked with any other suit designer because the quality of what Maggie had, well, the quality of what you put out has always been so phenomenal. The suits fit. I mean, that's such a huge deal, which is part of the reason I think why people, um, want a custom suit, but we'll get into that a little bit more. But for me, it was, I remember you made me this 
exceptional one piece suit back when figure, I think it was in 2006 or 2007, you made me a one piece figure suit. It was, um, it was velvet. It was, it was a green velvet color. I had the blonde hair like I do now. And it was, I think it was your first one. Was it your first one piece? I don't think it was my first one piece, but I do know that it was a high level one piece and that green on you. Unbelievable. To this day, we're doing green again sometime. At some point, I would love to, Mags. That's That was a long time ago, but you've been doing this for so long. So I, I know from experience my reasons why I've gone the custom route. But, you know, there is something for everybody out there. And, but I think it's important to kind of share all the different options. Um, and speaking of the suits themselves, maybe you can talk about what you've seen since you've been doing this for 17 years. What have you seen for trends so far in the industry? How have the, how have the suit designs changed over the last 17 years? Well, uh, particularly further back than that, when I started in bodybuilding, it was a plain little triangle top, simple bottom that was, you know, nothing exceptional. And you, it was bodybuilding only. So there were no um, fitness figure bikini categories. You tied the actual ends of the strings to your bottom. There was no padding in the top. There was no embellishment. And you just got out on stage and showed off your physique, period. It's as pure as it gets, I would say. Um, and I think with the evolvement of the categories that have branched off of bodybuilding, such as fitness, where all of a sudden there were shoes involved, shoes are glamorous. And all of a sudden the suits started to become more glamorous. Somebody's had the brilliant idea of attaching crystals to the suits and, you know, a little bit started with a little bit of a trickle. And then all of a sudden it got bigger. And now where we are, these suits are so covered with crystals and the designs are so elaborate that it really does take an artist to put the designs together um, and, and to do it in a, in a quality way that isn't um, computer generated. There are definitely a lot of suits out there that are computer generated designs and, you know, heat press applied. Um, the trained eye can tell the difference. Perhaps not the trained eye doesn't know the difference, um, but there's definitely a difference when you are on stage in that high quality suit next to someone who's in a much lower quality suit the visual difference is perceptible. And you think that that's why over the years, the amount of stones has increased? I think that girls will be girls, women will be women. We like to have the most, be the best. And while your physique is one way of doing that, everything you wear on stage is another way of doing that. So um, the suits get more and more elaborate. I don't know how much more elaborate they can get from here, um, but, you know, the hair has become very glamorous, the nails, the tans are perfection, the makeup is, you know, you have to have someone doing your makeup and your hair, otherwise you're not going to fit in in any lineup. Um, I think the whole sport has gone to a definitely glam level that it wasn't, you know, a decade, two decades ago. I'd have to agree on that. And if you look at federations, if we just talk about the suit trends, because it's not the same in every federation, the suit designs are not the same. I think it's important for the viewer to understand that it's that you really need to research the requirements of your federation. And if you look behind Maggie, oh my God, that suit to your left Maggie to my right, that purple, the other way, that one, the, that's very glammy. Maybe you can talk a little bit about what's the difference between that suit that you're looking at um, to Maggie's left and our right versus the suit on the other side of you. Uh, so there's an organization called the WBFF. I know that um, they have changed from a clear shoe. That was the first change, clear shoe to a 
a stylized matching shoe that would match your suit, which used to be the triangle style or the bikini bottom. And then the, the suits evolved into something more glam, more like uh, Carnival or Las Vegas, you know, very unique, very um, dripping in detail. You know, I, anytime I see a clip of somebody's recent foray onto the WBFF stage, I'm amazed by the difference, the different in suits. They're, they're so different from each other. They're so different from all the other organizations. And I think that's what they wanted to do was separate themselves from the other fitness organizations. And so it's not so much a fitness competition as a, a pageant, um, a, a beauty, you know, almost beauty pageant, but with a very fit edge to it. So there's a lot of glam. I've even seen people without um, straps. I've seen them go clear. I've seen some of the clear. So it's it's less about the uh, look that you're looking, less about what the federations are looking for a lot different things, of course. Let me just say that. So WBFF, like you said, it's more of a pageant. They're looking for the most beautiful people in the world. That's basically uh, what they've what they've said. And if you think about other federations, we'll talk about NPC, OCB, WNBF, even Fitness America. Maybe you can shed some light on how the suits are. Um, what is an, what does a typical suit look like in those different federations? There is quite a lot of variation. Um, we, we began talking about the WBFF and how glam those suits are. Um, I would say the Fitness America organization Close to, and that is the only org I think where these suits can cross over. I've seen it. I've seen the um, the WBFF style bra carnival glamorous suit cross over into the Fitness America um, organization. And uh, but you don't have to. You know, you don't have to do that. You can do the more traditional triangle top um, with with connectors on the hips and rhinestone decoration that is um, sort of flush to the suit, not standing out in three D the way that those other bra type of suits are. Um, and then you have the NPC and the IFBB, which is the, you know, the OG, the standard maker, I believe, of all the other organization suit styles. Um, you have your triangle style top, which I finesse a little bit and call a sweetheart triangle with a little bit more curve to it. You have your V-cut bottom for figure, fitness, bodybuilding, women's physique, and it's designed to idealize um, a woman's physique in the poses that are required in those categories. And then you have the bikini and wellness categories that have a, a different cut bottom, actually different from each other, or supposed to be different from each other. The bikini cut bottom has um, a little width in front, um, a very little width in back with a scrunched sort of heart shape backside to it, which is you know ever decreasing in every organization. Um, crystal connectors on the sides that hold the suit together from back to front. And uh, so that's the bikini style bottom. And then the wellness style bottom, which in the rules says fabric over the hips, but you may use connectors. I have yet to see one with fabric over the hips on stage. So yeah, me too. I've I don't made see it anything. I've, I've developed a pattern for it. Nobody seems to want to do that if they can do a connector instead. So the, the bikini bottom and the wellness bottom are pretty close to each other. What about OCB and WNBF? How about those suits? How do they um, how do they differ? Do they are they similar? They do differ. Um, the cut is a little bit bigger in the back on the bikini. Um, the figure cut, I would say, is very much the same as the NPC IFBB type of suit. The major difference, I would say, is that with NPC and IFBB, it's not a rule but a trend, a very strong trend to do the bikini and wellness suits with a very abstract type of crystal design where there's no 
really definable pattern, no lines, no swirls, no paisleys or florets or anything like that. It's more um, use of color and ombre crystals or all over scattered crystals, cascades from the inner corner or from the top, um, perhaps some straight lines, but really nothing much beyond that for pattern. Uh, whereas in the WNBF OCB, there is a lot more leeway um, in bikini in particular, that there are definitely gals doing pattern designs on their bikinis and winning their shows, getting their pro cards. So I don't think there's a rule across any organization about how the pattern should be. It's just trend and recommendation. And most people want to fall inside of those two things and not step on a foreign ground where they're perhaps not going to get scored as high. I'd have to agree that the federations like OCB and WNBF, you see a lot of different variety. I do believe that the quality control is a little bit um, more in the NPC IFBB. I do believe they make you show the suit, correct, to get approval. Do they still do that? I think that's more bodybuilding, to be honest. I, I don't know. I don't think that they do. I mean, maybe they do with bikini, but at this point, it's a straight thong. So... It really is. Yes. I've seen the, so when you talked about the fabric on the back of the suits, I, I just want to make sure that you understands that they're literally talking about how much coverage of your butt is going to be fabric and how much is not. And when you're, I think a lot of people are very surprised when they get their very first suit in the mail and it's in a bag, the size of a sandwich bag. And you open it up and you look at it and you're going to, and you say to yourself, cause mind you, you're about to put on about two inches of fabric. I'm joking, but <laughs> you're putting on a, a very small amount of fabric so that you can look glamorous and, um, on stage and look like you're having an amazing time and allow yourself to be judged openly and willingly by a panel of judges. And by the way, you're in front of an entire audience at the same time, no pressure. <laughs> and the internet at this stage, you're in front of the internet. Oh my goodness. And then you've got the internet. So basically kind of sharing a little bit about the different suit designs. It's very important that you understand the federation that you're in and, and what is, what, what is it what, that they're looking for? If you're, if you're going to a WBFF competition, you really want to make sure that your suit is in alignment with what they're, uh, what they're looking for and what they're scoring. And they don't want the clear shoes anymore. And that's been years now. So you really can get exciting and fun. Uh, with well, actually one of my clients is is um, just just hit you up for her center shoes to you so that you can glam she her did. shoes out as well. I have right? so many ideas, so many ideas for those shoes, and I'm excited. Of, and that's that's something that's really noteworthy too is um, being able to consult with somebody who has ideas who's not just going to be like, sure, what do you want? And you can actually give suggestions and and going along the lines of um, competition suits that are available on the internet. There's just so many of them. What should a customer be looking for in a designer that makes them choose one over the other? This kind of leads us into that topic of why would they choose you? Why would they choose somebody else? What should they be looking for in a suit designer? Because there's a lot of, if you Google it, there's a lot of different suits. You can go on Etsy for goodness sake and people have, you know, so why I've seen would them on they eBay. choose? I've e seen designers making brand new suits and selling on eBay, Etsy, every, you know, Facebook marketplace, they're available everywhere. The market is totally saturated with designers because it is a great job. And, you know, anyone with sort of that creative bent to their personality um, is going to be like, wait, you're putting crystals on fabric and you're selling it for hundreds of dollars. I can totally do that. And so there's lots and lots of people that join the crowd every year of designers who have been established for years. 
Um, what to look for in a designer, I would say, is that experience, someone who's been around, someone who's not like, well, I just won my show last year and now I'm making suits or fill in the blank. Now I'm selling diets or whatever like that. Do, do your research when it comes time to look for someone to make your suit. Definitely word of mouth. Honestly, that's my biggest my biggest attribute is the word of mouth that uh, my previous clients and their coaches, they share with their clients, you know, you really want to go to Maggie. She's, she's got experience. She does an amazing job. She made suits for our whole team and here's the result. Take a look. Um, that's, you know, one of the best things that besides the internet, uh, the word of mouth has definitely been the boon to my business for sure. Um, and so that, you know, that experience is a really important factor. Um, having a conversation, whether it's on the phone or in person or over, you know, some sort of computer link um, is a really good way to know that the personality of the person that you're going to work with is possibly something that's going to mesh with your personality. I've definitely had some clients that have come to me and said, you know, I'm super into stars and I need, I want my suit to have stars and look celestial. Um, and then it's my task to try to put something together that both suits their desire and will show on stage in a way that is um, interesting and yet not odd. You know, we want to make sure that we're not putting um, a very negative spotlight onto the client's suit, the completed item. Um, I've, I've definitely That's a had really some good clients. point. That's a yeah. really good point. At, at what point does the suit become distracting? Well, um, I've seen some really neat suits that I would be more interested in the suit than the physique wearing it. I think you want to... Um, talk to your designer about a design that will flatter your physique and not be distracting. Like anything that's a very recognizable symbol probably shouldn't be done. There was one incident way back where a gal had um, peace signs in very distinct, very large proportion on her top. And honestly, I think her career died with that suit. Nobody ever really saw her again on stage. I think this was the Olympia of 2011. Name so names, on Olympia but... stage, there were peace signs on yes. very, um, so basically the boobs, it was on her boobs. I don't know if that was a political statement or what, but um, this was someone who was being talked about to win and she definitely didn't even place in the top five. So and it actually worked against uh, her, that statement she was looking I'm to make. Pretty sure it worked against her. And I don't think that she had any sort of comeback since then. Yeah, I think it's important to note that it still is a physique competition and, and everything that you're doing on stage from your demeanor, from your tan, your hair, your personality, your suit, everything is is supposed to enhance your physique. And if they're looking at the peace signs, you know, they're so focused on them, uh, they're not really looking at the rest of you. And, yes. you know, th what about somebody, um, Does it is it absolutely necessary with the suit design to have it completely... Um, so if you have a, a design on one side, like your your chest of one side, do you have to match the pattern on the other side? Is it distracting to have, like I've seen a, somebody who had, let's just say a peace sign. It was on one boo, but not on the other. So mm -hmm. would that throw off the symmetry, which is what, they're, what the judges are looking for in your physique? One of the things, unless you're wellness, of course. If you're competing in figure or fitness or physique or bodybuilding where you, where you have a forward-facing pose where the judges are most definitely looking for symmetry, which is, you know, are your shoulders even? Is your upper body even to your lower body? That's balance, actually. Um, but, you know, if, if one of the criteria for your physique is symmetry, then your suit should be 
somewhat symmetrical. On the other hand, if it's more of a glamorous type of competition where you can have a one-shouldered top and you can have something on one arm and not the other, and then that's actually really visually interesting. And that would be the scenario to do something where you had imbalance and asymmetry in your suit. Yeah, again, to make sure that you know what federation you're competing in. And that suit behind you, that beautiful purple one to your left and my right, that's a WBFF suit, correct? Correct. Yeah, so you you can see how like the diamond is coming down, suspending from the top across the abdomen, which is something very mm -hmm. unique to that federation. You wouldn't typically see that in others because it might be distracting from the physique if they're looking for, in bikini, they are looking for symmetry. They are looking for that in figure as well. Depending on the federation with bikini, a lot of federations do not have a very forward front facing front pose, but there are some that do. So that's something to note as well. What type of posing are you required to do on that stage and making sure that the suit is going to enhance that? And yeah, I mean, WBFF is super glammy. It's like a photo shoot basically on exactly. stage. So it's more about your total package and less about, is she symmetrical? In fact, I've seen when people that are winning the world championships, if you had, if you actually had them in a, in a front pose for bikini, they would not be that traditional hourglass shape. In fact, the waist wouldn't be that very tapered, tiny little waistline. So again, even the type of physique, it can, uh, what will win and what will attract the judges can be very different across the Federation. So that Great. suit needs to enhance all of that. Don't you think? I totally agree. Yes. Um, in, in most organizations, in the bikini category in particular, they're really focusing on the details of your physique. So you can't hide that with, you know, draping details from your suit or an elaborate suit that walks itself out onto the stage, more or less. And you're just there to support it. You know, <laughs> like the ones with no straps. I'm I'm about to do one with no straps. And it's always a, a bit of a challenge to try, try to, you know, negotiate the whole no strap situation. It's actually clear straps, but still, if a gal has, you know, a little bit of a bigger bust, we have more of a challenge. And, and the same is true for the opposite. If there's not much bust there at all, we have a bit of a challenge. Um, so there's just challenges all around. And, you know, a good solid suit designer is there to meet those challenges and, and complete them successfully. But you don't just work with women. I think it's important that people understand that you also work with men. So which divisions do you custom make your, your suits for? And how are they different? Are they different among federations? Um, as far as the men go, I've been making men's bodybuilding trunks for as long as I've been making women's suits. You know, they're certainly not my focal point, but um, I have had many requests over the years and successfully, you know, made lots and lots of men's trunks. It's not my specialty. Um, and I have begun making men's classic physique trunks because that is such a big category. Now I have to roll with the times and that's, you know, something that we're about to launch in a, I've been working on the pattern and trying to find the success parameter within each organization. The, the sizing is a little bit different from one org to another, I think with the men's classic physique. So I'm trying to make sure that I've got, you know, pattern for WNBF men's classic physique and OCB and NPC. Um, How are they different? And that's, that's evolving as well. I would say the width in the hip is different quite a bit. Um, some look like a men's bikini, just a little longer at the hip. And some look like uh, like a 60s style swim trunk, you know, much longer in the hip, much closer to um, almost a short. And that's pretty much when it comes to trends. I, that's probably, if correct me if I'm wrong, but men's bodybuilding, uh, actual bodybuilding suit is pretty much the same or has it changed throughout the years? 
I would say that has stayed the same much more than any other suit. You know, yeah. the cut for the men's bodybuilding suit really just kind of stays very, very thin over the hip, you know, kind of low cut in front. The back, it varies from person to person, whether they want to have more coverage or less um, but with with the rise as well as the width. Um, so that, you know, that's not really a, a trend so much as a customization. Customization. Uh, yes, they, yeah, the trend yes. has really been the classic physique that basically the the division itself coming out and the suits are different from a bodybuilding suit that's important and to know all black too which is mm. an interesting factor you mm. know no variation in color with that category which is i believe the only one where there's no variation in color at all yeah and we'll see how that evolves over time because that's such a new category you know chris bumstead is is kind of the um the epitome of classic physique right now. And we'll see what he continues to do. I even saw when I watched his vlog last year, uh, leading up to the Olympia, he had makeup. He actually did makeup, mm. literally makeup on his face. And, and I remember, I, so I, so I teach people how to pose. That's my, my expertise is getting them on that stage, whatever federation, whatever division, and make them an absolute, absolute standout with everything that's nonverbal. <laughs> that's what I do. So I have one of my competitors, late fifties, um, shout out to Greg. I know Greg was hoping to be on mentioned on one of my podcasts here and there, but anyway, <laughs> but, <Greg>. um, <laughs> so Greg, when I told Greg that, you know, when he gets ready for his competition, he should consider, uh, not getting his face sprayed and instead having some makeup and just to, just to make sure his face matches appropriately and enhances his features. And he just looked at me like, OMG, what are you making me do now? So, <laughs> so every little bit matters. And even something like the details of makeup and things like that, those are evolving. So classic physique is really coming forward as such a amazing uh, division that is just very aesthetic from head to toe. So it'll be interesting, don't you think? Do you think they'll ever do stones? <laughs> Um, it wouldn't be the first time that I've done stones on men's trunks, but I don't see that happening with classic physique. Bodybuilding, yes. Men's bodybuilding, for yes. sure. There are. Huh? I have. I have. Yes. Do they allow it in the prejudging? Um, it's, I don't think it has been a prejudging pair of trunks. It was more yeah. of the night show routine type of trunks. And I, I did um, some detail work. I had a couple. And they, you know, in some organizations, you can still do some couple things. Some, mm. some of them actually have the category for couples, but this was one where the men's bodybuilding routine, he had his significant other join him for his routine and we matched her suit with his trunks um, color, which was a bright pink. And it was, you know, some of the stones that were on her suit, which was very elaborate, were splashed all over his suit. And it was a very unique, very unique look. Oh my God. So the, um, the couples I've seen that a couple of times, there's so, there is something for everybody in this sport. And I, and I, I pretty, I'm pretty sure that for prejudging with, with bodybuilding, you can't have stones, but yeah, for the night show, it's a performance, like bring it. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So what, and some, some, go ahead. Some orgs have, have allowed women's bodybuilding to have stones in the day during the prejudging. Okay. Well, that's good to note. So again, making sure that you understand the requirements of your federation and that they are yes, all different. It's important. And speaking of suits, how often do people need to buy a new suit? Um, well, as trends change, it it may be a good idea to, to get a new suit. If you last competed 10 years ago and you're wanting to get on stage now, you probably want to get a new suit just to make sure that it's up to date um, and that the fabric hasn't you know faded, stretched out, 
lost some crystals, things like that. Um, I actually did just upgrade somebody's suit from, I'm going to say not quite 10 years ago, but it was more like seven and it looked great. There was nothing wrong with it. The cut, I mean, I probably would have modified the bottoms a little bit, but it's to, it, will, it will be just fine. She's going to come. Was it a figure suit? In a, in a couple of weeks. It was a figure suit. Yeah. The least yeah. amount of change coming from yeah. figure. Um, and it still looked great. The fabric was still great. No, no stretched out parts, no faded parts in the hologram. All the crystals that I had originally put on were still in place. So, you know, well, that's you a can test. You can, so it was it a Maggie suit. My, it was a Maggie <laughs> suit. Um, I have upgraded non Maggie suits. I prefer not to do that, obviously. Um, but if if someone comes to me with a need, I'm, they're coming to me. I'm going to try to fill that need because that's a future customer. Or if not herself or himself, then a friend or an acquaintance, you know, oh, who made your suit? Well, I bought it online, but someone really cool, you know, help me out with it. So I'm going to send you to them. Mm. Always, you know, trying to butter that future toast. So why shouldn't, why should people do a custom suit? Why not just borrow or, you know, there's so many options online. You could just buy something off the rack, something super cheap. If people are getting into their very first show, is it advisable to do something that's low price to just get their feet wet? What are your thoughts on that? I have a lot of thoughts on that. Um, so there is a lot, there's an abundance and an overwhelming amount of uh, product available online that you can just hit a click down, you know, small, medium, large, top size, bra size, whatever it is, your category, you can choose from a, um, an organized album of designs and basically pick out your suit from a website and have it sent to you. The problems with that start with is the suit going to fit you by the time you step on stage. A lot of times people are ordering not at two weeks out from their show, but more like 12 weeks out. And if you are a new competitor, you don't know for sure what's going to happen with your body. Um, you don't know exactly what size your lower body in particular is going to be by the time you step on stage, but a custom suit designer will um, have enough experience over the years, you know, decade, decade and a half of seeing every body type and watching physiques go from 20 weeks out to 12 weeks out to eight to six to two and seeing what happens with the body fat and how it rests on a person's body and how it changes and how long it takes for it to change. That knowledge can't be bought um, and no electronic situation where you're purchasing online is going to be able to address that knowledge. Um, so for example, if I had a new customer come to me today and they want to compete in July, August, whatever. I mean, I usually ask for eight weeks minimum, but I'll alter that for, you know, depending on the situation. If I have a, a less busy time of year, I'll make a suit in less time for someone. Um, if someone came to me and said, I want to compete in July, it's my first show, I'm doing figure, no idea what I'm doing. I have some friends who have competed. Um, you know, some have bought their suits online. Someone bought their suit from you, which is how I heard of you. And I want to come to you and have my custom suit made. Well, I'm going to sit down with that person um, talk to them about themselves a little bit, ask about their athletic background to find out why they have, I mean, not that weight is everything, but say, say a gal is 120 at five feet tall. I want to know what that 120 consists of. And her athletic background leads to that information. It informs that. Um, I'm going to take measurements at that, say 12 week out mark, because I know that if I take those measurements at 12 weeks out, and then I project to where we're going to fit this girl, around six weeks out, I have an idea in my head of where her body might be at that point, 
based on past experience, based on what she told me about her athletic background, um, how long she's been training with weights, what other kinds of workouts she does, you know, what, what her diet consists of. I don't always need to know all of that, but it certainly helps as much information as possible will help. And so you're not getting that from a drop down that you click on the internet and you can pay, you know, 195 for a suit that's got some really cheap low end crystals all over it and hope and pray that it fits you the way it's supposed to. Or you can make that step for your physique that you've been working so hard on and putting so much effort into to present well on stage and go for the custom suit with someone who really knows what they're doing. Now, Maggie, you don't just fit people that are local. When we talked about, you were just talking about the measurements. I mean, how do you nail the measurements when somebody's not local? Because you work with people all around the world. I do. As a matter of fact, um, I can either have Skype situation or, you know, a a video phone call, um, which we've done several times. I can have someone measure themselves at the very beginning when they first make their suit order and also update those measurements with quarter turn picks or posing picks around that five or six week out mark, which is typically when I would do an in-fitting person, in-person fitting with someone. Um, And all of that information just informs the better fit of the suit. You know, a lot of times I'm about to send the suit at approximately two weeks out from the show. And I'll say, check in with your weight and your uh, measurements for me one more time. For, For example, a figure suit has the long straps that extend across the lower back. That is usually the tell sign of a suit that wasn't fitted in person if it's too long or too short. Um, And so I can get a better fit on the person that I'm sending a suit to if I can get updated waist measurement, hip, posing pictures, current weight, and compare all of that to where all the other information that I have for that customer. What if the measurement is off? Meaning uh, you went through a tremendous amount of time to put the suit, design the suit, create the suit, hand make the suit, you send it to the client and it doesn't fit. It has happened um, one out of 500 times, maybe. Um, I know I'm giving myself a lot of credit there. Maybe it's one out of 300 times. Um, (laughs) uh, I'm happy to do a quick fix on something, remake an item. I actually had remade a top last fall for someone in record time because uh, the top that I sent her based on where we thought her breasts would be was ended up being a little small. So I quickly remade the top with all the crystals and sent it to her. She returned the other top to me and I have it for sample use or to resell as a gently used suit, even though it never got really worn. How long you know. did it take you to redo that top? Um, an excruciating day and a half. But so you just basically powered through it and got powered it done through it. Her. You do what you do, what you have to do to make sure that the customer has what they need when they need it. And to you know, alleviate the high level of stress that you're in that last week and a half, two weeks before the show. Yeah. I don't want to be the source of stress. Yeah, for sure. And how, how, and another thing too, people don't know when they're going to get their suit in the mail. Mm-hmm. How soon, what is the worst case scenario on when they'll receive their suit? Oh, if you, I've had a, you know, a disclaimer on my order form for a long time of it being the absolute last day that you would have, it would be the Wednesday before the show, but that's, just a safety net. Um, I try to schedule all my suit pickup appointments around two weeks out. And if someone has, you know, coming into the show, not as low in the weight body fat as they want to be, I push the, the pickup a little bit closer. Alternatively, with my online clients that I never actually get to meet in person, I try to get the suit sent out for that two week out mark in as many cases as possible. 
Um, there have been, of course, situations where someone got their suit a little bit closer to show, but I don't have any fails on my history. So we're good. So it's the, so, so basically why you wouldn't borrow, uh, borrow a suit or get a suit from a off the rack is quality control, right? Just as a recap. Quality control. I mean, you might get lucky if you and your friend have the exact same body, same breasts, same butt, same hips, same pelvis, same abs, same height, same everything, then you could probably borrow her suit and it wouldn't be a problem. But it's a borrowed suit that somebody else wore on their most intimate body parts. For one, it's like borrowing underwear. And for, for two, you put your time and your effort and your everything into the prep that was not two weeks long. It wasn't eight weeks long. It's probably 12, 20 or more, just the diet part of the show. Never mind the buildup of the physique and the training and the posing and all of those great amounts of effort that you put into getting yourself ready for that beautiful stage day that you can't wait for. Um, why put yourself into a used car when you can have a brand new, really high quality car? as a, as a metaphor. And I think that's a great metaphor, but I, I think the, the, the audience is probably asking this question. Well, probably price. And I think it was interesting for you to note that you said like 199 bucks, you can get something off the rack. True. And they're looking at, you're probably looking at your suits and seeing those incredible suits behind you. And they're thinking, gosh, that's gotta be a ridiculous amount of money. And I think it's, it, it's, it's a, it's a misnomer that people think that the only suit that they have to get is an elaborate custom made like a couture suit, I'm going to call it. Agreed. You, there certainly are um, many levels of embellishment within the capacity of the suits that I make. I make a, a, I start the suits off with 400 crystals because in my experience, which that has been the, the, the price point for all of the 17 years that I have been making the suits, um, the start point with 400 crystals has had the same start price for all of that time. Um, and it's, it's just enough to be a little sparkly on stage. Doesn't look like too little, um, for a first time competitor or, you know, for someone who's like, ah, one and done, I'm just going to do this once. I want to have a suit that just has a little bit of decoration on it, but isn't like, you know, the thousand dollar suit or anything like that. So we certainly do have a lot of, um, options available in terms of the level of embellishment on the suit. Yeah. So your, your suit. So again, for people to understand, you could, you don't have to spend an elaborate amount of money to get a custom made suit that fits you amazing. You can definitely go that route because it is, it is a moment on stage and you, I mean, weeks, months, sometimes years preparing for a show and you get up on stage and you want to feel like an absolute champion. You want to feel gorgeous or, 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 or sexy and beautiful and handsome. You want to feel all those things. And I can tell you from my own experience that there was, I even named the suit that you made the last one that you made for me, I called it the princess suit because it came in the mail. I opened it and I was like, <gasps> I literally gasped when I saw it. And I even just gave myself chills. Cause I can, I can put myself in that place of what it felt like to open up that suit and see it for the first time. And I went, Oh my God, this is going to be amazing. And then Somebody, people might not know this about me, but I don't really like bathing suits. I don't really like, like some people are like, they can live in a bathing suit all summer. And I'm like, God bless you. You know, for me, it's like, oh, got to get into a bathing suit because it's probably not going to fit. It's going to fall off. It's going to give me a wedgie. It's just a whole nightmare. So, and I don't really feel comfortable just being in bathing suits. I just don't. That's just me. However, the suit itself is like a uniform to me. 
when it's like go time. So it's like when it, it's like that laser focus in it to win it, eye of the tiger. When that suit goes on, it's showtime and it changes the way I feel. So I put on this elaborate, glamorous, crystally suit that color, fit, um, pattern, everything just it it enhances it and makes me a complete package. The minute I get out on that stage, I have more confidence. That's my that's my experience. And that's in a in a nutshell. That's exactly why a custom suit is your best friend when it comes to upping the game on your stage presentation. I mean, you've done all the you've done all the things that you can possibly do to get your physique where it needs to be. Um, hopefully, you've practiced posing with Michelle um, and to the point where you're so polished that you can't be more polished. The last really part of that package is what you're wearing, your uniform, your stage armor. Um, and it should make you feel amazing. It shouldn't be like, well, I borrowed it from a friend because I wasn't really into the show um, or I thought I was just going to do it once. And so, you know, it, it kind of demeans all the effort that you previously put into your stage prep if you're not, you know, giving yourself that benefit of having a suit made just for you, even if it is a suit that has the minimal amount of crystals on it. You should have a custom fit. I really think the fit is far more important than the amount of decoration. So that actually, let's go, let's talk about that a little bit. Um, how do you decide on a color for somebody? What do you, what is the uh, color that matters for somebody who's blonde versus red versus um, dark hair, anything? Like what's the difference in the colors that people should be focusing on? And I know that you help them with that, yes, but what is kind sure. of... What's like the tendencies for different hair colors? Like what color suit goes the best on people? Well, let's take you for an example. When you are a blonde, the colors that suit you best are blues in any shade from, you could go dark, but I would say any shade from sapphire or royal to lighter blues. And you could do green, any shade from dark to lighter greens. And some of the purples are going to look great on you. You could even do red. That's your blonde sort of color set. And then within those colors, there's lots of choices. I have so many fabrics with different various hologram applications that, you know, it takes a while to narrow down the color choice for a lot of people. And for my for my away clients, I mail them swatches so that they can actually see in person the fabric options. It's not as good as being there with me, you know, and, and having a huge piece of fabric draped over your shoulder and getting to see in the mirror what your face looks like with that bigger piece. But it's a, a close second with the, the swatches that I can actually mail to you. Um, and so for someone with blonde complexion, blonde hair, blonde complexion, um, I would recommend a certain set of colors. Now, if you had your red hair right now, I would recommend a different set of colors. I would say, let's look at teal. Let's look at, you know, other shades of blue, other shades of purple that are less likely to go with the blonde, but go really well with that bold redheaded look. Um, and then, you know, which is, fewer people than you would imagine with that with that complexion and then there's the brunette colors which are you know the stronger jewel tones there's really nine or so color categories to choose from when it comes to what is best for your suit on stage um the number one of all time color for suits is blue you will go to any show and see mostly blue um lately i would have said red was in third place but it's been pretty much tied for first in the last year and i think it's some psychological thing to do with covid the post-covid rage that we all have everybody's <laughs> coming out strong with the red i mean it was a it was a noticeable trend in, in late 2021 and all of this year it's been a lot more red suits 
There could be more to that too. There was a rumor going around that if you wanted to win, and I think it was NPC IFBB, that you had to be in blue suit and you also needed dark hair. There was like this thing going around that everybody was like, oh, I'm going to dye my hair dark and I'm going to wear a blue suit. So, and then there was people saying, no, 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 no. Like there was some workshops where some of the judges were like, no, that's not true. People of all different, really all different colors. It just so happens that that's what shows up. We have to judge what's up on that stage. So I wonder how much is, is like, well, then if everyone's doing blue now, I'm going to go a completely different color to stand out and it's red. So maybe it is, maybe it is faces. Who knows? I'm interested to hear more about that rumor, but unless I heard it from the, from the horse's mouth myself, I wouldn't buy it. I have noticed that sometimes the top five, they could be triplets or quad, whatever, quints, quintuplets. They do often look a lot alike. Um, But for, for various um, ethnicities, there's certain colors that look better. You know, uh, my African-American clients have sometimes um, looked amazing in hot pinks hot even that's the only skin tone that I would put orange on um I I would never put brown or tan or beige on anybody on any skin tone anywhere on a on stage because the just the way that the human eye see perceives colors if your skin is already brown you're not standing out at all if your suit is also brown um or or any iteration of brown so um just like the birds in nature what stands out is the brightest bird. So you want to give yourself an edge with the fabric choice, the crystal decoration color choice um, to make sure that you stand out in a positive way with your fabric choice color, your um, the, the iridescence on your fabric, whether it is there or isn't there is, is a choice. And sometimes it's a good choice. Sometimes it's not. Um, but you, you know, your custom suit designer will be able to help you to, to pick out what is going to work best with your complexion on that given stage, in that category, in that organization. So browns are a no. Um, what other colors are a no? Like just avoid um, them no matter what ethnicity, no matter what. I would say hard and fast brown, beige, tan. Just don't bother. Um, what about white? white? Is very, it's very tricky, but mm. it, when it's done well, it can be amazing to look at. Um, I've had some white suits on every hair color, I would say, blonde, very dark, um, red, definitely just to be different. You know, someone who's competed before and has gone through all the blues, greens, and purples that they can stomach wants to do something different and has decided that white is it. Um, typically I'll have done, um, sort of a pastel crystal decoration on a suit like that. And it looks beautiful, especially if there's some iridescence in the white fabric, you know, not just a plain flat white. Um, but it does present, um, practical problems backstage, if you've got tanner on your body that doesn't just stay on your skin, it gets on pretty much everything. So if you've got on a white suit, it's getting on the white suit. So you better have 18 hands helping you get those bottoms on in a very strategic way. Oh and you strap. God. I li- True story. This was probably, I don't know, I, I'm competing 20 years and the, and I started in bodybuilding, moved on to figure. And then I remember being backstage and this girl had a white suit. It wasn't stoned. This was very early in figure. So there wasn't a lot of the embellishments mm-hmm. and it was literally it. It was just a white suit. She goes to put the suit mm-hmm. on. She's Old already choice. got her tan and it swipes against her body. And there's literally smear marks mm-hmm. all over the suit of the tan. 
So there's no coming back from that. There's no stones, uh, stones that might, might hide it a little bit. There was nothing. It literally swiped her mm -mm. tan and, and the tan came off on the suit. So that, that would be the, like the most dangerous thing I could think about with white. I can see how it could work for some people, maybe with like a crate, like WBFF crazy amount of stones or something. And maybe a couple different, if it's just all yes. stoned, maybe you can get away with it. I don't know. But other than that, you'd have to like delicately like tiptoe into that suit and come around and mm -hmm. hope that it hits the right spot and it doesn't smear. I can't imagine white really being that great of a choice unless you had like something to do with the stones to, to come up with, you know, in case, in case something went wrong. The practical considerations are so huge that, I mean, you have enough stress the day of show to make sure that everything is perfect. I wouldn't want to be having that to add to it. Um, but that being said, if somebody came to me and said, my heart's set on white, I, you know, I've done the red, I've done the blue, I really want a white suit. I would make it for them. And I would just give all the advice I could about how you're going to get in and out of that. And, you know, maybe use connectors as much as possible for straps so that the straps aren't getting grungy looking. Cause that I think is where the tan gets the grossest is where the straps go around your neck and then go around your back. Um, wherever it has to like really pull on your body is where the suit's going to, you know, show the signs of your tan. Um, what about the decoration? Yeah. Well, yeah. okay. Well, let's talk about that first. So what, okay. so care, how do you care for the suit to keep it? I mean, if you're going to use it show multiple shows, which we talked about, yes. you can, you basically said you didn't, I mean, how often should you buy a suit? I guess really how often you want, but you don't have to. How often you right? want is exactly right. What, what you can afford is how often you should buy a suit. You don't have to have a new suit for every show. Some women like to, um, some men like to, um, I would, I would probably say that most of my clients have worn a suit for whatever shows they did in a given year or a given season and perhaps in halfway into the next season and then leaned into a new suit because they're like, okay, I'm doing well or however you feel about how you're doing is really what predicts whether you're going to get a new suit or not. Um, you know, some, some people have been wanting to get a new suit for years and then just haven't ever hit the show. And so we keep kind of holding on to that holding onto that suit order for them. And then it'll come a time when, okay, we're eight weeks out, let's do this. And the show and the, the suit evolves because they're committed to that, um, to that show in particular. Uh, but how the suits should get washed, I would say full immersion. Don't be afraid. The suit, it's, it's, it's a swimsuit fabric. It can get wet. Even the ones with a lot of um, hologram on the fabric and a lot of crystals on it, they're put on there in such a way that is very secure. I don't want them coming off from either friction or water or anything else like that. So don't be afraid of that. Very high level industrial glue involved um, and full immersion, you know, rinse first because that tan will come off like, a, like iced tea first. And then you let it soak in a, in a wool light or similar type of gentle cleanser. Um, a little more of it on your finger to clean up on the outside. If you can see some visible staining, but nothing more abrasive if you've got a hologram suit, because it will take the hologram right off. If you, I mean, you can scratch it off if you really try hard. So, you know, no, no violent toothbrushing on the outside of the suit. Um, and then a really good rinse, a really good squeeze roll, lay it on a towel, you know, pat with the towel or squeeze it inside a towel roll and then lay flat to dry, let it air dry in a, an excessive amount of time so that there's no moisture whatsoever, especially if you have padding in the top, which is basically a sponge and you don't want a reek of mildew to be on your suit the next time you go to put it on. Should you, you know, put it away too early, zip a zip lock it into a bag. And then all of a sudden you've got a, a growth situation that you can't really get rid of without bleach. So we're not bleaching these suits, not ever. So basically you don't want to get off stage, take your suit off, put it back in your sandwich bag, 
put it back in your in your duffel bag and then have a nice day toss it in the closet till the next show you want to that happens take but it don't off. do it <laughs> take it off you mentioned a toothbrush i think that's a great tip um yeah. well, I, how long should you soak the suit for because is there a point where the stones might melt off or come off in the water if it's soaked for too long or um, how does that how does the stone stay on there I've never had that that happen with the stones coming off because of a, a, an amount of time that the suit soaked. But, you know, 20 minutes, half an hour shouldn't take any longer than that to get the residue of the tan and maybe the glue and oil off of the suit. Um, I recommend washing your hand washing your suit within like four or five days of your wear so that it will look as fresh and the fabric will look as beautiful as it did the first time um, without having given the chemicals any time to sort of eat away at the elastics and the glues that are involved in the production of that suit. Um, I do use um, the product E6000, which is an industrial adhesive. Basically, you can use it on your boat to stop leaks. So we're not having a huge issue with water being the problem with the glue. <laughs> um, well, that says a lot. <laughs> it does. You could go swimming in your suit and the stones are not going to fall to the bottom of the ocean or you're not going to attract all the fish because your stones are going everywhere. I do have to say, though, you just said go swimming in your suit. I'm telling you, I have never had a bathing suit that fits. It always is a hot mess. It's a wedgie. All every I take two steps. It's a wedgie. Mm -hmm. You know, the top, it's like, oh, it's ne never really flattering. I've So knowing what you just said about the industrialness, maybe I should grab one of my old suits and maybe I'll wear it to the beach. <laughs> Hell yeah. It can be done. You will stand out. Um, I've had will you make bathing order suits? I do. Yeah. Uh, um, a lot of times my clients, you know, especially this time of year where they're like, oh, I'm getting on stage and I don't want tan lines to be, you know, interrupting where my tan is. Can you make me a beach suit that is the same exact cut as my show Ooh, suit? So I've done several of those. In fact, I need to do one today uh, for someone who's taking off on vacation very soon. And I've actually had someone get a suit that is very much as elaborate with crystals for their vacation. And I said to her, you better send me pics of whatever you're doing in that suit that 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 suit was required. I need to know if you're on a yacht with like celebrities. I mean, what are we doing? She, she needs to send up? us all those pics. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I kind of want to know. I still don't know. This was a couple years ago. I still don't know how that vacation went, but I just have an imagination of there's yachts involved. Oh my good. Did you do the scrunch butt for the back? And, I'll, and I'd like to uh, talk mm -hmm. about, okay, so what do I mean by scrunch butt? So if anybody has ever put on a suit for the beach, it's like a giant diaper. It's the, it's mm -hmm. enormous. It's, it's huge. Mm -hmm. The whole back of the suit. And that's probably why I get the wedgies. So with my competition suit, which is like, again, tiny little fabric fits custom to my frame. It has what's called a scrunch butt in the back. And you were to me, weren't you the first one who did the scrunch butt? I'm, I didn't invent it, but locally, I would say I yes. Think so. I think so. Now it's kind of uh, everybody does the scrunch, but or just even the backs now of the suit, specifically bikini and wellness. I'm seeing the backs becoming very oh, yeah. thongish, like we talked about. So that's what well, we're talking about, full, the fabric in the back. There's a full scrunch in the bikini bottom, bikini or wellness bottom. That, that's part of the design. It gets, um, you know, the, the original pattern is rather long. And then there's an elastic applied that's basically half the length of that. And it's all the way down to so that the, the that the finished product is the size that you want it to be that will open up just a bit when you put it on, not fully open up to have no scrunch at all and not be overly long. You know, there's, what's the there's strategy very, behind it? Um, oh, it's very shaping. It makes your behind look amazing, especially if it's cut properly. Um, and there's like a, a little bit of a heart shape at the top, the, the part that rests, you know, right below your lower back is um, looks best when it's rather heart shaped. 
Um, and I do advise my clients to get in there with a little bit of bikini glue or double-sided tape to make sure that that heart shape stays intact. Because as soon as you walk and your glutes move, that kind of flattens out. So there's always some, you know, after, after suit recommendations for gluing it to your person. Do you do this for men too? Do the men have the scrunch or are we not into the scrunch yet? There are some, some men's bodybuilding trunks um, that I have done sort of a partial scrunch with, and it does, it gives a little bit of shaping, but you know, for the most part, men are not as concerned about exactly how that part of their body looks um, in the level of detail as we women are concerned about that. And for good reason, I suppose, because we're not, you know, they're not being judged on that specific body part in the same way. That's a whole other topic. Yeah. Men's bodybuilding is definitely its own topic, but let's go back to the designs. So we talked about the color and how it matters what your skin tone is, your hair Mm -hmm. color. And you gave some examples of what colors would look best with different hair colors. And you, I think you've made me suits for every hair color. I've been red, I've been black, I've been blonde. So you've made, Mm -hmm. I have from experience different suits, but let's talk about the patterns themselves. When you're making a suit, how do you decide on the pattern that When I say pattern, I mean the literal stones that you're putting on there instead of just doing like, okay, it's a red suit. Let's just do all red stones just to keep it Mm. a red suit. You choose different color stones. You, you actually apply them in a way that creates what looks like a pattern on the front of the suit. So maybe you can explain about how you decide on all that. There are definitely some clients that are like, you're the designer. You do what you think looks best for me. Here's the parameter of our budget, you know, the amount of crystals that we're going to do. And I love to do that because then I can really let it loose and just be as creative as I possibly can come up with something new, maybe take part of an old design and part of a new design and mash them together and make something completely new and unique. I can ramble on that like a geek for a while, but um, that's my favorite style of design to do. And that person is going to thank themselves for giving me that leeway because they are going to look unique on stage if that is what they wanted to do. You know, and some people do very much want to look unique on stage because you're in a lineup with a whole lot of people that look a whole lot alike in a lot of ways. And the best thing that you can do for those human judges looking at you is make yourself stand out in a positive way. So part of that is your stage presentation that you've done all the work for prior to the show. And part of that is the suit, the color, the cut, the design. And the design can be very elaborate. It can be swirls and paisley or tribal or floral. We can use bigger stones. We can use tons of color or no color at all, just clear. It really is a personal choice. Um, And so having your custom suit designer have a dialogue with you about what kind of crystal design you want on your suit is going to give you the result that you like the best while staying in that flattering parameter of what your physique needs. For example, some gals come into a figure competition with a body that is not necessarily the X frame that they are looking for in that front pose. Okay, front pose is the hardest to make yourself look great. If you don't have shoulders and waist and sweeping quads, then you really need to kind of work things, work your posing, work your suit to make sure that you're presenting what the judge's criteria is for that particular category. Uh, And so something that can be done with the suit is create the illusion of width in the upper body by having either lines or sprays of crystals in colors that are dynamic and eye-catching that will make the illusion of your upper body being a little bit wider so that your waist looks smaller and everything just sort of flows into that hourglass shape after that. Um, I, I liken it to, for, for my gals, when I'm trying to explain how that works, um, in the 40s, when the women had these huge shoulder pads and the nipped in little waists to try to f- make that more feminine 
physique portrayal, same idea. The shoulder pads made the waist look small because your eye was drawn out here. So if we can draw the eye upward and outward with the crystals on the suit, then the same illusion is created to the extent that we can do that with that small bit of fabric. So um, oftentimes I'll recommend for someone who has a waist and hip ratio that is less than 10 inches, um, a design that has that diagonal directionality to it. And I'm sure you'll notice if you take that information and then go look at suits online on people on stage, you'll see a lot of that. A lot of those diagonal directions uh, to crystal designs, because most of us don't have an amazing difference between our shoulder, waist, and hip when we are as lean as we're going to get. So you can literally create an illusion with the stones. That's what what's what I'm mm -hmm. hearing. And you look at the person's physique. Again, that's expertise. Like, how does somebody see those things? And that's interesting, too, because not everybody knows what the judges are looking for. In fact, um, you know, so I teach a uh, I teach people how to pose and but in a way that is is um, I have these group classes every week and I I had a class a couple weeks ago where I asked every single competitor again I have men and women all different federations all different divisions so I had all my people up on our group class and asked them what do you think the judges are looking for in your specific category in your specific federation and I had people on the class and all of them and I pulled up exactly what the judges were looking for and I'm telling you the first try pretty much nobody really knew what the judges were looking for. So here you go. Here you go. Wow. Yeah. And, and so I've been educating on those things as well. And what's interesting, I think that's noteworthy is you go and buy a suit online for $1.99 and you get that, you know, in the mail, you don't know if it's going to, not only is the color going to work with you, maybe you could, maybe you get lucky on the color. Maybe you're pretty good with identifying color and the stones, maybe they look all right. The cut, maybe the cut, even works, but could you have done other things with the stones to create a better shape for you when you're up on that stage? That's like mags. That's huge. Yes. And you're not going to know that without the help of someone who has the experience, just like your posing clients aren't going to know what the, what the judges are looking for in their organization without that professional experience that you're able to give them, that knowledge that you're able to give them. So another reason why having a custom suit designer with many, many years experience of not only making suits, but competing as well as judging, you, you know what to look for when you're on stage and those judges, okay, they're human. They're in a kind of a hurry to do their job. They need to nail their timing. Um, that show has to move along. It can't take extra hours because you're pondering. So, so they have to make their decisions about the competitors on stage rather quickly, which my goal, my part of my job is to help them make that decision for you in a positive way when it comes to your placing. Like, let's make sure that the color is flattering. The design of the crystals is enhancing your physique, not taking away from it. Um, that everything about the suit itself makes you feel so good and effervescent that you just distribute rays of light when you walk out on stage it factor you know and, and when the stakes get high and you're on pro level stages and maybe not so much on amateur stages because there's still so much variety um in the physiques and then but when you start to get to national level and mm -hmm. then pro level especially pro level those level of details become so small 
like the, what's going to stand apart from one person over the other. So to hear that you actually analyze a physique and you say, you know what, maybe we can create a little bit more of an X frame by making the shape of these stones this way. Like mm. that's just, phew. now you just did the suit, uh, an incredible suit for Sydney Gillen. Yes. She's the reigning uh, figure or Olympia champion and her suit I, I saw on uh, her post it. I remember seeing it after the sh or, no. I saw her on the stage. She won the Arnold. Well, she just won she's the, the Arnold reigning, too. Sh she's reigning reigning Olympia champ, and she's won the Arnold as well. Yes, and then when I saw her suit, I literally said, "I thought of you." I didn't know it was you, but mm -hmm. I thought of you. It was like, "Wow, that is an outstanding suit." And then I go and find out it was you. I'm like, "Of course it was." So, was there was. any specific? Um, uh, goal or any sort of like specifics that you were doing with her suit to give her enhancement in any way? Um, I mean, you can't do anything to enhance that physique. She's got the most amazing proportions I think ever on any physique, especially on the figure stage. Um, because that diagonal directionality does create more of that illusion of width in the shoulder. And I know that that's what the judges are looking for. Yes, we did something that had that sort of movement to it, as well as the very stunning color um, disparity between the background fabric and the crystal color. It popped like crazy. And while I'm watching her, you know, live walking out on stage, I am trying so hard not to pat myself on the shoulder and say, nailed it, nailed it, nailed it, <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> in every way. And I'm, I'm looking at the other, the, the rest of the girls in the top five who, whose physiques are absolutely amazing and whose designers did an amazing job of making her, their suits fit and having, you know, a variety in the, in the crystal decoration, but the suit on Sydney popped like nobody else's did. And it I was, was like, a total yep. standout. And that was a perfect example of how, um, the, it wasn't Paisley. It was, it was a specific pattern that, uh, of the stones that is right. It wasn't just the color of the suit, but it was the color of the stones too. And how with the base patterns yes. color, you did, you used the stones themselves to really enhance the whole suit and then took into account her skin tone, her body, her shape and her just overall. And you just nailed it. Thank you. I do. I'm super proud, very proud, you know, career moment for me. Um, we, we, you know, let's use Sydney as an example. I sent her a suit to try on, you know, my first pattern for her um, back in December, January. And um, she tried it on and she's like, you know, top is perfect. Let's tweak a few little things with the bottom fabric, maybe a little bit more stretch. And so I made the second one, boom, sent it to her completed and it was perfect. And she's, you know, an example of someone using the clear straps. So it actually worked well with that particular suit, you know, where, there wasn't really any visual on the back of the straps interfering with that beautiful dynamic of her V taper from the back um, and the color contrast. I mean, that is what we're looking for. Not necessarily that for that suiting exactly, but that it factor is what I'm trying to drive home with every client who comes through the door, whether it's their first show and they're, you know, 18 years old or 55 years old. Um, and have, you know, confidence or no confidence in what they're doing, but they're doing it anyway. Um, or whether they're a seasoned professional like Sydney or Nicole Wilkins or any of the other pros that I have had the pleasure of working with, had the pleasure of that feeling when they actually win their show and they're wearing a suit that I made. And I hope in my heart that that was part of it, that, that 
the dynamic of the suit on their body at that moment was part of the win. It certainly went along with everything that she had going. And her stage presentation is incredible, but it certainly, it, it to me, it, it didn't take away from it. It just made her level up that much more. It just made her just look like, all right, lights out. Mm -hmm. <laughs> lights out. out. And, and again, this is Olympia level competitors, meaning everyone that's up on that stage is best in the world for physiques. So not taking away from anybody else in any way, shape or form. It's just that she, she really de delivered and mags your suit was just awesome. But I want to move on really quick into you're welcome into the padding that's, you know, and one of, one of my clients, Dawn, she wanted to ask about the padding specifically, um, for large natural breasted women, very large natural. So they're, they're not like, you know, standing at attention. They don't enter the stage, as you said, before the rest of the physique there, it's a completely different shape. So do you suggest padding? Do you suggest formed or molded cups? Um, what do you think? That's a client that I'm going to want to keep an eye on the situation throughout the, the prep time. Um, if, for example, I'm going to make Don's suit and I'm going to see her in person or not, I'm going to ask for updated measurements as well as pictures prior to cutting the suit, either to do the fitting in person or to, you know, do it as I would do if, if she was a, an away client that I never got to see. Um, and I, I don't necessarily recommend an underwire for that situation. It, it really is a hard look to pull off without all the extra WBFF tidbits covering up that underwire. Um, and so for all of the other organizations, I think that there's a lot we can do with the cut of the top, the stretch of the fabric, some uh, forms that we can put on the interior of the suit to sort of give you a little bit more structure without giving like a push. You know, we don't, we're trying to idealize the situation without making it look unrealistic. Um, I have had a, a bit of recent experience with some gals that had larger natural breasts that as they lose weight, they're losing volume. Um, and we do need to sort of situate the things you know, we're all women here, mostly women. We know we have boobs and sometimes they don't look exactly the way we want them to. And so I'm hoping to try to make the best of the situation with the cut of the suit. Uh, maybe the decoration can sort of be drawn upward here to try to keep things looking up. Um, I think fashion designers do that a lot with, you know, bodies that they're, they're looking to sort of distract from certain aspects of bodies. So they move the decoration up here to sort of distract from what's going on down there. So that can be done in the suit to some extent. Obviously the fabric is very little that we're working with, but you can, you know, sort of place the crystals in such a way that it's um, giving you a visual lift without an actual physical lift. Um, but that being said, do you put padding I would in do there? some form of padding in her situation. Um, probably not necessarily the kind of padding I would do for someone who is like an A, B or C type of breast. Um, but I would have to, you know, look at the situation and see what we've got going on. If she were to send me pictures of her in either sports bra and shorts or um, a posing bikini, I would be able to tell, okay, here's what I need to do. And I do have a pattern for that. I evolved for that larger natural breast situation to sort of accommodate um, with with a pocket type of situation in the triangle top itself so that breast tissue, which is not super solid, has a place to go so that we don't end up with situations coming out everywhere that is not going to be your best look on stage. You know, you're, that's, a, that's a case where probably some glue is going to be used, um, but I'm going to try to build a top for her that's going to accommodate and then we can sort of 
use padding of uh, a certain level of thickness, not the, not the thickest, but depending on how her breasts evolve over the time of um, the, the week leading into the show, I'm going to have to keep an eye on the situation to determine what kind of type of padding is needed there. Structural interesting, or size adding, mm. you know, that type of thing. What about um, natural breasts? Not not over and you know extra large, just you know normal natural mm-hmm. breasts versus um, implants. What do you suggest for a top um, com- one versus the other in those situations? Well, um, the pattern that I created for my gals, my customers with larger natural breasts, really does apply to everyone at this point. At, at, at some point, I was not doing that for everyone. For my customers with implants, we were just using a, a single piece pattern that was you know a sweetheart triangle shape and just finishing it and and that fabric would just stretch to accommodate a a breast that was standing up on its own um what i have found especially with figure is that that long skinny strap that comes under the breast and goes around the back and attaches to the bottom doesn't stay under the bust very well particularly with implants because there's not a lot of fleshiness for that for the strap to dig into and stay intact um, so I started making the top with the seam in the center that creates that pocket for breast tissue to go, particularly with my figure clients, implants or otherwise. And that strap does stay under much better because there's an accommodation where the breast tissue can go. So there's not not as much straining going on in the top area. Um, and so I highly recommend that pattern for basically all my clients from the smallest breasted to the largest. Um, It's evolved over time to be accommodating. And I have, I don't know, seven different sizes to use. Um, If someone came to me and needed a a G, I have that. If someone needed an A, I have that. So quite a a bit of variety. What about um, the padding itself? Like a whole, I've seen suits that are, the, the padding is basically the whole top. It's just basically mm-hmm. a cup that comes out and you, it basically comes back at your boob versus like I've seen um, padding be more at the bottom of it and not the full mm-hmm. top. What's the pros and cons in, of both? Well, everybody's body's a little bit different. Um, I'm not sure if you're talking about the hard shell type yeah. of top. Is that what you're? Yeah. So I've seen the hard shell type of top. Um, I know that there's at least one designer out there that has that as an option that you can choose. Um, the problem with that is when someone loses more breast tissue than they think they're going to, and the size of the top is such that there's no connection on the inside, you can't even sort of glue it together because that shell is so hard. Then you've got a not so good looking thing happening when you turn to the side and you've got like a big gap and there's nothing you can do about it. You can't glue the suit to you cause it's too hard. So I don't recommend that. Um, and that's not the only situation where it doesn't look that great. You know, it's it's a hard shell. A hard shell is not meant to um, contour around a soft or softish body. So um, you're better off with something formed of fabric, unless we're working with the bra, which, you know, can be done with the WBFF as well as the other orgs. Um, but the, but a bra is at least a little bit more flexible. And the t- the two sides of it are you know, independent of each other, and they can move and be glued down much more easily and be contacted with all of your flesh versus a hard sort of plastic shell that is just really tricky unless you have the ideal breast to go in that shell. 
It's interesting you say that. I had a client, um, she lost like 100 pounds. This was, I don't know how many years ago now. She had one of those uh, tops that you're talking about. You made me think of this. And this is real. This really did happen. And she lost, again, all, like 100 pounds. So she she didn't have any fullness in her breasts anymore at all. They were very loose. She had breastfed her children. So there there wasn't really anything in there they, um, for fullness and fat and all that stuff. So when she bent over, they literally like fell out. Oh no. On stage? No, really. Uh, it was not on stage. Oh, it was not on stage. It, it happened during our practice. So it, it was just one of those things where thank God it happened then. So it could be like, okay, well, we really need to do something about this and make sure that that doesn't happen. Thank goodness. Mm -hmm. You're really not bending over on stage, but, but still oh, that, that what you're saying about it, adhering to the body, I think I would have to second that that is really important. It's important that there'll be no malfunctions on stage where in, mm. in any angle from the front. And even if you do bend over, say you got a trophy and you, you know, they want to take pictures. You got to put your trophy down. You don't mm. want that happening. Ideally, Ooh. you're going to put your trophy down. Um, so, That's a good you know, point. Yeah, I guess if you someone, do bend over if you win. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. If you win, you're, you're, you're going to have to do that lady squat with your shoes on. Um, I, if someone came to me with a top like that and said, you know, I want to have it as a backup suit, and this has happened in the last six months, I want to have this as a backup suit. You're, you're making me my new suit, which is the suit I'm going to wear. But just in case I want the backup suit, um, what can we do to this to make it so that I can actually wear it and don't feel horrible in it? And so that situation that I just described was the case where her breasts were not connecting with the hard shell of the suit. So I sewed some padding inside the outer corners of the suit to sort of press everything to the front, which basically was um, the cheapest boob job ever. It looked amazing. It, she ended up liking the result. Not enough to not, you know, to wear that suit instead of the suit I made, but uh, it, things can be done. Um, but better off having something made for your body, what is ideal for your body from the get-go without having to um, rely on hardware, mm. harder wear than is necessary. What about an underwire? You know, Who needs an underwire? Um, does anybody need an underwire? I wouldn't use the word need. I would use the word want, and it would necessarily not necessarily apply to most of the organizations. Um, you know, there everybody's breasts are different. There are definitely some gals that have a lot more sag than they would like to have, and an underwire wouldn't be wrong in that situation. But I could get around it with a non-underwire situation, a non-underwire top where we you know, made it secure enough with an elastic that was maybe just a bit thicker for your under the bust strap um, and straps that were a bit more sturdy coming out of the neck, but we'll decorate them like crazy. So no one can tell they're more sturdy, but you and me, um, you know, I, making the best of the situation without the underwire is choice number one. Choice number two, if the underwire is just definitely needed, we'll glue it to your body and make it stick. You know, bikini glue or bikini bite is, um, probably the competitor's best friend backstage. It's been used for beauty pageants forever. Um, it's a, there's a very good, strong use for it in, in figure, especially because of the way that the figure bottom fits your behind. Um, you're putting a lot of force on the, the hip straps of a figure bottom. And so a lot of times, depending on the fabric, that fabric might want to try to roll inward where it's not supposed to be. And so bikini glue to keep it in place is a really smart thing to do. And um, I often recommend to my competitors with implants um, to 
connect to the suit under the bust as well, because um, when there isn't a lot of fleshiness for the suit to adhere into, there tends to be a little bit of a lift if the suit isn't exactly precision fit to you, which sometimes the time between when you pick up your suit or receive your suit and the time you step on stage, things loosen up a teeny, teeny bit. And glue is going to be your best friend in that situation. Mm. Do you think, uh, what percentage of people need padding, do you think? Like uh, need the padding? 90%. 90%. Yeah. Almost every suit I've done this year, even for girls with implants, has been with padding. I think I did one. Why is without, that? Um, most of the time, as we evolve, as our bodies lose body fat, it comes off the breasts first because your body determines, well, we don't need this right now. And that's where it's going to come off before it comes off the hip, thigh, and stomach area. Um, and a lot of girls, you know, are very attached to the size breasts that they have and want to see that same size or fullness by the time they step on stage. So padding is big. You know, the, the bra industry has been big for years and most of those bras sell because they're padded. So um, as females, you know, we are kind of subject to society's dictums of what our bodies should look like to some extent. Um and, you know, having more of that roundness in the breast area sometimes can be the way to balance your physique. You know, for example, if I have someone who's, you know, 5'8 with a really broad shoulder and a sweeping quad, but her breasts are an A, B, or C, I'm going to make her top a D and pad, pad it out so that it is in balance with the rest of her physique. Because what the appearance is from the outside is just proportion. Um, nobody has to know that it wasn't all there to begin with. And that's kind of a mind blowing moment. Number two, the first one was when we were, we were just talking about just the, the ways that you can use the stones to create an illusion. And then now you're talking about the enhancement of the, of the breast part of the suit specifically to help balance out the physique as well. And it does make a difference. It really does. I mean, back, you know, I, I started in bodybuilding like you and the top was like the size of a Dorito, like they were little two, two Doritos. It was tiny little yeah. things. And, and it was, and it really did absolutely nothing to help with the physique at all. And the suits that you've made for me are definitely a lot bigger at the top, but they're not like disproportioned. It doesn't, it doesn't detract. It actually, it just makes the physique look that much more balanced. I would have to say that that's, that's a number two critical moment where why you would even consider a custom suit designer, because you want that competitive edge. Let's face it. Mm. You want to win, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, it's big. Anybody that says mm. otherwise, please, you don't spend all this time getting ready for your show to like blow it on small little things that maybe it could have edged you out again on maybe small local stages. These things may not be, you know, the biggest advantage, right? But it's as you start wanting to get more competitive, because we all get the bug, you do a show, everyone's like, I'm going to do one show. And that's it. I'm like, mm -hmm, we'll see. Unless you mm -hmm. have a nightmare prep with some, you know, coach from Instagram who, you know, gave you uh, 700 grams of tilapia, and that's all you had for an entire day and made you do eight hours of cardio. If that was your prep for your local show, I can see why you'd never want to compete again. But for the most part, you know, people getting ready for shows, it means a lot to you. You want to win and you want that competitive edge. It doesn't matter if it's local stage or not. You want to give it your best. So I can see how just those little things that you're talking about can really make or break your physique. And especially as the stakes get higher and you start going up on stages with people that have exceptional physiques and you want that little bit of extra to stand out, Mags. I mean, I don't know. I don't know why anybody would not want to consider that customization, especially with your level of skill and your background. 
Well, I thank you. Um, you know, it's it's come over the years and years of experience doing this, and I'm still evolving. There's always something new for me to learn. I've, I've noticed, you know, this year, um, I hardly used my C pattern at all on anyone. I gave almost everyone the D pattern because everybody needed that little bit of balance. Unless someone is, you know, 5'1", with a really true, like 5'1 or less, with a really true, like AB breast size, I, I'm using the, the bigger pattern and adding padding because usually there's some shoulders involved. Most of the time with figure, you know, not as much, not as more visible with, with bikini, but there's usually a shoulder up here and you want the suit itself that is right here sitting next to your shoulders to not look tiny compared to shoulders and traps. Uh, it's most noticeable on like a female bodybuilder that ha if they have a top that's too small for their physique, it might fit their breast, but it doesn't fit their physique. It's very noticeable. It makes their upper body and their traps just look much too big for what that situation should be. Um, and so Know, giving you the balance, giving giving your physique the ideal balance, so that when those judges who are who are seated twenty to thirty feet away look at you and go, "That's perfect symmetry. That's perfect balance. Score highest." That's what my goal is. Edge. Yes, competitive edge. Exactly, exactly. And so and you know that little bit of knowledge right there. It's such. A, it seems like such a small tidbit goes a long way. I mean, let's be real. If we want to win, you want that competitive edge. Like, why wouldn't you do everything you possibly can to make yourself look like an absolute standout? Man, you spend so much time, all that prep, the meal prep, the diet, the training, the the cardio, the everything, your whole life surrounds around this. Why would you not want to give it your best shot to do your best? Not you know? to mention the things that you sacrifice, like to outings with family and, mm. you know, beverages of an alcoholic nature. There's all kinds of things that you're sacrificing you know, work-wise and free time-wise, give yourself as much edge as possible to make it worth that time and all the things that you sacrificed, the whole prep and the whole season that you put in to that stage presence. Yeah. And I think when people first start, they underestimate how important the stage presence is, and that will absolutely make or break your placement. Um, hundred percent of what you do on stage is nonverbal. I've said it before and I'll continue saying it. And that will, as, as somebody I've judged for multiple federations. So I can honestly say having, and very different ones, meaning, you know, the WBFF Glammy, I've judged for them, the more traditional bodybuilding style of uh, federations I've had judged for them. So I can absolutely say that the way that you, especially in divisions where your overall appearance matters, not so much in bodybuilding, because bodybuilding isn't really looking for the character and all that stuff. Although the posing routines can sometimes win a tie, there's a tie, it can, it could edge you out. And, and as you get higher up in the, in the uh, bodybuilding world, I mean, certainly those can make or break too. But again, the, the personality that you're portraying, I can say that if it's a division that is looking for your stage presence, they're judging you on stage presence, right? If they're judging you on stage presence, you will be marked down for things that were totally preventable. And mm -hmm. I can say, Megs, like, think about it. The same outfit that you're wearing, you could throw on a pair of heels it changes the whole outfit, right? Exactly. Versus like a pair of flats. It's like, oh, I'm going to wear the flats and yeah. I'm going to go to work, or I'm just going to grab my, you know, six inch stilettos and with a little platform and I might go out later. And it's the same outfit, but the way that you feel in that outfit and the way that you personify the shoes and how they relate to the outfit makes you feel a certain way. So getting up on that stage and having that level of confidence, I mean, you need to get out there and you need to dominate. I mean, there was a, a show that I went to, Max. The um, judges called out a division 
Okay. And this is not in every federation, but ones that are like NPC, it was in an NPC show. They came out, quarter turned them. Okay. So front, side, back, side, back to front. And they said, okay, thank you. How long do you think they were on stage? 30 or less seconds. That was it. Lights out. They're not giving, and there's some people are like, oh, well, and I worked all this time and the judges know that they should give me my time on stage. Not everyone gets a trophy. This is not everyone gets a trophy competition. Right. Yeah. That is your time on stage. So you had better package your goods with the best possible finesse on everything. Absolutely. And so let's talk about some fun things because you've been competing for 32 years. You are a fitness um, professional. So IFBB pro fitness professional, Maggie, are you planning mm-hmm. to compete again? I would love to compete again. I wanted to do the Boston pro when it, when it was going to be in 2020, but, um, it got canceled for the virus problem. Um, and then when they announced it for this year, when it actually did take place, it was much too close. You know, I, I found out at what, like 13 weeks out and I'm like, ah, this is not a 13 weeks out body. So possibly, how many weeks out body is it? Um, 26. <laughs> <laughs> well, 26. I mean, that's still pretty good. Well, I, I would love to see myself with, you know, six more months of muscle on before I started to try to pull the body fat off to very gently ease back in and not necessarily be like, I'm in here to win. And that's that I know better. I do know better. I know. I Are you going to do like fitness? That, but, um, I don't know if this old gal can do fitness again. Those skills were hard won and easily lost. Um, so I would probably step step back on stage and figure, but it's not outside the realm of possibility to do something else. So we'll see. We will see. Mm-hmm. I do have suits that I have cut because I got a fabric that I loved so much that I was like, yep, that's my next suit. Let's do this. Cut, <laughs> made the suit, and it's just sitting there in a bag waiting for me to have a date. So there's more than one, actually. I have one that's like crazy multicolor. It's already got the connectors on it and everything. And another one that's just cut and ready to sew. And I'm like, well, I'm not even going to get started on that one until... We get a little closer to the, you know, is this going to happen? How many suits do you have for yourself in your, in your closet? <laughs> um, I would say four. Yeah. Yeah. Four, that's yeah. that's so, it. I'm surprised. I, well, <laughs> that is kind of surprising, isn't it? Actually, if I, if I think back to like, you know, the storage type of closet, um, there's more than that. You know, there's the one pieces and the fitness costumes and we got to count those too. Um, so probably more like 10. But of actual like recent wear, you know, like the last time I competed was 10 years ago. And before that, a couple of years before, there's more like four of the like modern cut with the modern amount of crystal embellishment. Is it difficult to design a suit for yourself? Do you um, ever consult anybody else or do you, you know, for that outside opinion? And sometimes it's a little harder to see ourselves, but are you pretty dialed in at this point on on your best and... I would say I'm dialed in on my best and my ideas are so crazy. And if I'm going to get on stage, it's going to be the most eye catching and walking the line of what kind of (laughs) detail Um, that an outside opinion is just going to shoot down my creativity. So I'm pretty solid and I, I, am confident. I'm confident. I'll do something. I'll do something unusual that is um, eye catching, but not ugly. Eye-catching, but not ugly. That's your... Yeah, because I'm, you know, my my point is not just to get on stage, but to further my own sales of suits. So I'm not going to put myself out there with something that's going to be like, oh, hell no, we're not going to her. That would be bad. 
So you make suits for fitness you and costumes for fitness too? Mm, yeah. Okay. Costumes you, for fitness. WBFF, you do all the suits, um, bikini, diva fitness model mm -hmm. figure. Um, the theme wear, the, the theme wear costumes. I, I mean, I haven't got the skills of making the wings, which a lot of times the gals have wings on their costumes, but you know, I can recommend websites. So, um, but, but the base parts of the suit with the decoration that goes along with it. Absolutely. And then, uh, physique competitions, those suits, men's bodybuilding, classic physique. I'm just listing them off and you do all federations, right? Yeah. I think the only, the only type of suit that I would not attempt to make because they're so easy to get and so cheap online um, are the men's board shorts for men's physique. That's, you know, that's not something that you need to come to me and me charge custom creation costs for when you can easily, very easily get what you'd like. And then they're not so, you know, they're not so hard to fit as like the, the trunks are, the, the, the more fitted bodybuilding stretch fabric trunks. Uh, the board shorts are not as much stretch. They might be a little bit, but they're not stretchy fabric so you can kind of the fit's not like skin tight the way it is with the other categories would you consider making custom men's board shorts if they wanted them um for the I right price consider of it. Yeah. for the right price i might consider it but considering that they are available for under a hundred dollars online it wouldn't necessarily be in anybody's best interest for me to do that i wonder how that's going to evolve because i'm starting to see a trend with men's physique uh that the shorts are becoming a less boardy, I'm going to say boardy, mm -hmm. <laughs> they're becoming more uh, elastic. Oh, I don't know okay. if I've seen that recently. And so they're seeing, a I'm seeing a little more contour too. Mm -hmm. They got great legs, of course, yeah. they're showing. So that might be something in the future. I'm just putting it out yes. there because you're so good. And anybody in all divisions and federations deserves that competitive edge, deserves to feel like a winner, to feel like a champion. And you know, just talking a little bit briefly about the cost going circling back to that. Um, I want all the viewers to know that I truly, truly believe that everybody should be able to get a custom made suit and it should not be costing thousands of dollars. It doesn't have to, you can, but if you're on a budget, don't just go to the internet and find something for $199 and it not fit, it not actually have the, your, your best shape in mind and the best features in mind. So Maggie, we have actually collaborated and I want everybody to know that we have collaborated and there's an exclusive line of Michelle Welcome suits, designer custom design suits and very reasonably priced, they're $295 and you get, right? And you right. get 400, you get 400 crystals. crystals, you're going to get a connector, you're going to get a um, padding since mo like 95% of what you said was padding. You don't have to if, so. you're, yeah. if you're in that um, arena. But the padding, I, I call it symmetry enhancing because it really does. But again, mm. 295 it's a freaking steal. That's a custom made suit or you can get something off the rack for, yeah, maybe you can save $95, but is it really worth it? Uh, when it comes to your placement on stage and being able to edge everybody out. So exactly. Maggie, tell them where they can find you. Where's the best way to reach you? And if they're looking for a custom Michelle Welcome designer suit, they just need to say that you're looking for a Michelle suit, Michelle Welcome suit. Yes. And I'm doing this with so much passion that I'm not looking for any money from this. This is literally because I believe that you should have a high quality suit and everybody deserves to feel and look like a champion. So Maggie, tell everybody where they can get a custom Michelle welcome suit. 
Okay. Well, you can contact me. Um, the best way to contact me and to be able to view a lot of the suits that I have made previously is through Instagram um, at Maggie underscore suits. And um, if you would prefer, or if you don't have Instagram and you'd prefer to contact another way, you can email me um, Maggie Caveney at yahoo.com. And I can um, message you back and we can talk at length about um, all of the details that go into your suit. And um, you just have to let me know that you want a Michelle Welcome approved suit and I'll give you all the details of what goes into that. You're going to get more for what um, what you're going to get anywhere else. You're just going to get so much more. And Maggie, your expertise, you know, being 32 years in the industry, obviously you're a professional. Um, you know what you're talking about. I think anybody that listened to the show is just like, oh my God, I really need to call Maggie. You really do. And again, this, this relationship is not a financial-based one. It's purely because I've been in the industry for 20 years. I know from somebody who does teach you know, the, the, the shapes that you're going to make on stage, the personality, and help see people that are totally green and, and like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm going to be on stage in two inches of fabric and make them slay the stage, that this these little details matter. So you should feel like a champion in every single way. So Maggie, I can't thank you enough for being on the show today. You are an absolute wealth of knowledge. You're a professional. You're amazing. So once again, your Instagram profile is at Maggie underscore suits at Maggie underscore suits. You can see all the suits that she's made. Get a Michelle Welcome uh, designer suit or look, if you're looking for couture, you got an endless budget. Go for it. All right. Go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. And exactly. and just because you started with the the base suit, you can always send them back to you, right, Maggie? And you can add more stones in the future. Yes. And you know, if somebody wanted to have a Michelle Welcome approved suit, you can start at that base level, but there are always the options of upgrading at that time or in the future. But by adding more connectors, more crystals, whatever you like, willing to accommodate. Love it. Maggie, you are an absolute pleasure, a wealth of knowledge. Thank you so much for being on the show today. You're welcome. Uh, so definitely check out Maggie's. We'll, we'll put up a little link here so people can see your where to go to reach you. And again, get that Michelle welcome suit. And same thing, like um, Maggie, if you're coming on the show again, we can talk about some more stuff when it comes time for your own competition. I'd love to talk oh, to you yeah. a little bit more about that when you do a we'll show. We'll see what the future holds. We don't love know. It. Awesome. We'll see. Tra My training's been feeling good, so we'll see. And Maggie, do you mind sharing how old you are? I am 52. Okay, everybody. I mean, if I've, been for a moment? if I've been competing for 32 years, we, it's kind of a giveaway. <laughs> yeah, but okay. So look at how amazing Maggie looks. Like Aww, this, this sport you. is ageless. You really, you just, you walk the walk. You look amazing. Boy, I'd love to see you back on that stage. And someday I'll be back on myself sometime, yes. in the near, sometime soon. And sometime it will be soon. a Maggie suit for sure. <laughs> oh, for sure. No doubt <laughs> well, about that. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Max. I appreciate you coming on. And uh, you're very welcome. And again, everybody, have a. We'll be back with some more uh, with Maggie very soon. Take care. Ever wonder if you are posing correctly for your division? Learn to Pose is dedicated to taking out the guesswork on how to pose for all categories in bodybuilding. Learn five ways you can improve your posing skills in five minutes, guaranteed at www.learntopose.com. There are free posing tutorials available for the bikini, figure, and men's physique categories. More on the way for other divisions in bodybuilding. It's free, so go access your free posing tutorial for bikini, figure, or men's physique at learntopose.com.